Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's about that time. We are just one day away from kicking off the 104th NFL season. Thursday night football upon us tomorrow between the Chiefs and Lions. As we welcome you into this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line. Live on VEASAN, YouTube TV, DraftKings Network, Samsung TV Plus, wherever you are, however you're listening or watching, we thank you for doing so. And uh, excited for a great hour ahead, Michael, because in addition to the props that we're going to cover for Thursday night football, We've got some season-long awards we're going to get to. A great guest in Pam Maldonado is going to break down some of her college football picks. Lots of good stuff to get to here early. It's a good time of the year, Stormy. It really is. And tomorrow at 8.30 when that ball gets kicked in the air and all that sea of red starts going crazy, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And and once again, you know, the, the unpredictability of the NFL season, the fact that Kelsey has moved this line dramatically because of his injury is so uh you know, is so important. You know, that's why it's in the summertime. You're sitting there looking at that number and you're like, okay, but you don't know who's healthy and who's not, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't know if Kittle's going to play. We don't know if McLaurin's going to play. I mean, the injury report is supposed to be more uh, uh, reflective. It's not going to be an NBA uh, mm-hmm. uh, injury report that we're used to seeing from that league, but, you know, it's going to try to be more reflective, and we need that to handicap. Yep, for anyone who missed it, at least the reports are right now. Terry McLaurin, who's been dealing with the toe injury, he the team is optimistic that he's going to be able to get out there for week one. Nick Bosa, his contract extension holdout continues. He was not in the building today. And then as for Travis Kelsey, uh, it appears that there's been no structural damage inside to his knee. Chiefs fans and leadership breathing a huge sigh of relief because based on the fact, Michael, you referenced it earlier in hour one, that the thought process that they thought that it could be an ACL talks about that this, you know, this isn't just some run of the mill injury. More than likely, he's not going to be available tomorrow. Uh, There is some significant swelling. His brother, Jason Kelsey, said that on the radio this morning and the numbers change. So all summer long, largely. We have seen it sit as Kansas City, a six and a half point favorite. It immediately started ticking down. I would say within minutes, Michael, of that news coming out yesterday, it went down from six and a half to six, six to five and a half. And now we're seeing it four and a half. The total also down two and a half points to 52, 52 and a half, depending on where you're looking. 
Yeah, and, and, and once we get confirmation, you know, right now we're speculating, and we know that his brother, uh, his, his brother said, uh, Jason Kelsey said that he's, you know, tough and he's, it's just swelling. And, but we also know it's got some kind of bone bruise, right? Mm-hmm. Or the ligaments have been stretched. You know, when you fear a torn ACL, obviously there's looseness in his knee. And that's what creates the swelling. And again, I'm not a doctor, but I've been in enough of these medical meetings to know. And then I guess it comes back to Andy Reid. Do you want to play this guy knowing that, you know, he does he can't really push off it? Mm-hmm. You know, we played a playoff game and 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 Jeremy Macklin played the week before he got a he he had a he had a high ankle sprain. And, you know, and they got him to play in the game, but he lasted maybe a quarter and that was all he could go. And then the next day he couldn't play anymore. And then they, of course, we beat them. But I think that's the other issue is as a coach, you want to know not as the player, can he play? Can he finish? Mm-hmm. Because I got to adjust my game plan around this. I've got to make a lot of changes within the game plan. If Kelsey comes in in the first, second, third or fourth series, he can't play anymore. Now all of a sudden we got to go back to what we what we thought we might have to do. It's sometimes it's easier just to go in the game knowing he's not there. Yeah, and and we know that Travis Kelsey is a tough guy. He's been so durable throughout the course of his career, missed very very limited action because he's been able to play through things, but in a situation like this, you're just starting the season. I don't think there's any need to push it when you know he's a guy that is going to be the go-to number one target throughout the course of this season that if you want to repeat as Super Bowl champions, you're going to need him there in a available, getting those yards after catch, getting those red zone targets. And Andy Reid is a coach that has erred on the side of caution in the past. He's not the type that once they've sealed up the division and their good seeding in the playoffs, doesn't start his guys in those last games of the regular season. I I feel like this is a case where Travis Kelsey is just going to sit. And apparently the betting market feels that way too when it comes to the props, because even just here, we talk about the main game numbers, but Patrick Mahomes passing yards numbers go down from 298 to 287 and a half is what I see right now. Um, The, the, it's just it's something that you were seeing the impact of Kelsey show up in other areas as well here, Michael. What do you think about that wide receiver group as we look at some of the prop angles for this game? Do you target any one guy that you think could kind of have a breakout game here without Travis Kelsey on the field? Or do you think it's going to be more spread around, spread out among the group? Well, I think it's going to get spread, but I think they got to rely on Tony, right? I mean, Tony's got to be the guy that can make plays because he's really good with the ball in his hands, and he's extremely talented. He's not durable, but he's extremely talented. Scanling has a role in the offense. His role is to clear things out. He catches the deep ball. You know, he replaced Hardiman, even though Hardiman was on the team last year, but that kind of was the thinking. And Sky Moore, also a punt returner, he can kind of is good with the ball in his hands. But the issue really here is – is the offense because when Kelsey's on the field with the backup tight end, whether it's Noah Gray or Blake Bell, they're in what we call 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. And they use Bell and Gray as the blocker and Kelsey blocks support. But because Kelsey's so good in the passing game, because you can't have a linebacker cover Kelsey, because you can't have really a safety cover Kelsey, you've got to go to nickel. You've got to play your nickel and you've got to get the right matchup on them. And when you go to nickel against 12, it's the right thing to do because Kelsey's not going to beat you blocking. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have that. Now if they are in, a, if they have one tight end on the field, 
you're automatically in nickel and you feel good about the matchup. So, and the coverages, you can rotate the coverage anywhere you want to go. The reason we always would watch Chiefs game and Kelsey's motioning almost all the time is because Reed doesn't want them doubled. Reed moves them around to avoid the double teams. And when you bring a receiver into the middle of the field, it's really hard to double them in there. It's hard, especially when he's on the move. You know, when you just line up outside, it's easy. We can get this guy high-low, you know, but that's the problem. And when he's not on the field, they're a different offense, a completely different offense. They really because, are, again, yeah. he's a number one receiver. And that's why we mentioned those numbers earlier, the, the impact of Patrick Mahomes on the field with with uh, Travis Kelsey on the field versus when he's subbed out even throughout the course of his career. The numbers are dr- dramatic. You know, Mahomes hasn't really had to face many situations without him around. I was looking for a number for Tony, I guess with his status still a little bit in question, he was limited at practice on Tuesday. Uh, I don't see any prop numbers out for him right now, but Sky Moore, his receiving yards prop gone up from 42 and a half to 45 and a half. Marquez Valdez Scantling 39 and a half where his number sits. And I, I don't have a bet in the interception market, Michael, but I, I do have a fun fact for you. I know I know how much you love those. A fun fact for you this. about Patrick Mahomes, and I hope I'm not jinxing him, or maybe if you did bet him to throw an interception with the wide receiver crop that he's got here, you're hoping that I am. But in season opener since becoming a starter in Kansas City since 2018, his touchdown to interception ratio, 18 and zero interceptions in that time, all wins on week one with an average margin of victory of 10 points per game. Well, I mean, it goes to what we talk about with Andy Reid all the time. What's the one thing we always say about Andy Reid during the bye week? Andy Reid's great coming off a of bye week, right? Mm-hmm. That's all. And now you give him four to months about. to prepare. Now he's got four months to prepare, and all of a sudden you think he's not going to be a good coach. I mean, he's watched. So he's watched all of Detroit's tape. He's watched all of New Orleans tape. He's studied Aaron Glenn from the time he's gotten into coaching. He understands it. The problem is. Without Kelsey on the field, they're a different offense. Mm-hmm. They're a different offense. You don't, you don't, you can load the box up and take away the run. You can test their receivers. And Detroit's got to prove they can cover because I think Andy Reid was licking his chops with Kelsey on the field, knowing he was going against a secondary that was kind of a lot of new players. Yes, Emmanuel Mosley was a good player, but he's coming off a major injury. He just got off the PUP and he's been practiced sparingly for the Lions. Cam Sutton. I mean, they'll go after him. I mean, even though he's signed as a free agent, it doesn't mean he's a shutdown corner. The, the, the Lions are going to have to prove they can cover in this game whomever the receivers are. Yeah, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the knee issue in camp, and this is a, a secondary that had, I said six earlier, I was incorrect, just seven interceptions all of last year. Six was the fewest, so they were right there at the bottom, though, when it comes to that. One other prop that I was kind of angling toward, and I know when we had Harry Gagnon on the program a little bit earlier, he was talking about the receptions for Jameer Gibbs, knowing that he's probably going to get a little bit more uh, play in the pass game. I was looking at Patrick Mahomes maybe in the run game, game the Lions last year averaged allowing 40 yards per game rushing to quarterbacks last year Um, overall 29th in rushing yards allowed had over 20 yards rushing on 11 occasions last season Mahomes did so I wonder if maybe he could break off two or three scrambles in this game potentially and get over the 17 and a half yards I think he's going to have to one thing about Mahomes is you know he's really he's great we know this right but he's really great at the second play by in time and when he has to run, he does. I mean, let's go back to the game, the last game off the bye week, when he played Tennessee and they struggled. 
those two runs he makes at the end of the game to get the game to overtime. Because remember, they're down 17-10 in that game. And he gets it overtime when he makes the long 33-yard run. And that breaks Tennessee's back, essentially, and they kick the field goal to get the game to overtime and win it. So he'll run when he knows it. And I think he's going to run more now than ever because I don't think he's going to want to – a lot of this is trust. Does he trust these receivers? Mm-hmm. One thing we know for sure, he trusts. He trusts Kelsey. He knows that. These other guys are young. Does he trust Ross? Does he trust Tony as in practice? Where's the timing and continuity? Yeah, no Travis Kelsey, no Tyreek Hill, no Juju Smith-Schuster, no Miko Hardman. None of those guys are walking through the door on Thursday night. So a lot's <laughs> going to be expected from this other crew. Michael, we do have to take a break here. But yesterday on the program, we started going through some of our season-long predictions for the futures market. And I want to pick up where we left off yesterday. We got through MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Let's start with Defensive Player of the Year and the Rookie of the Year awards when we return on the Lombardi Line. Thanks for hanging out with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Our very own Michael Lombardi has just written his second book, Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. And now for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Michael's book when you become a VEASAN Pro Annual subscriber. Just sign up on a new VEASAN Pro Annual subscription today and use the promo code Lombardi. You'll get a free copy as well as an entire year of VEASAN Pro access to our daily best bets season prep betting guide, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Remember that promo code Lombardi when you sign up for a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Plus, if you would also like an autographed copy of Michael's book, shoot us a note via email. The address contact at vsin.com. It's a limited time offer, so sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. 
Very, very exciting week. We have the NFL return. We've got Michael's book drop. All good things upon us. And Michael, as I was scrolling the, uh, man, I always want to automatically go to Twitter. Are we calling it officially like X, formerly known as Twitter, or is it just X? Just X? I think it's X. I think it's over with. I think the Twitter, the bird's gone. They've killed the bird. Disappointing. And I know I was telling you the other day that my app was doing like the flicker thing where it would still mostly be the bluebird, but then it would change to the X. It has made the full transition as of this morning. It is just the black X now. So I guess that's how we have to move forward. But as I was You're done, it's over. It's over. The, the glory years are gone. As I was scrolling through, I noticed that Brian Burns had his helmet on and pads at practice today was largely just standing around, but one reporter said he did take a couple reps during individual drills near the end of the open media period and now practice is closed to media. Is there anything we can read into with that? Well, they must be close if he wouldn't have his helmet on. I mean, or he doesn't want to get fined. You know, I think that's the other option. You know, I, I do what they tell me to do. I'll do it. And, you know, I'm going to go out there, but I'm not going to do a whole lot. Or, you know, I mean, they, they're obviously tolerating it. Remember, there's a saying that I use all the time. You're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. And so they're allowing it to happen. Now, how this works and how it moves forward, I don't know. Obviously, there must be some progress here because or else, you know, if there's mm-hmm. no progress, then, you know, you got to make a decision for the good of your team. But they must be making some progress. Yeah, Panthers, Panthers are certainly going to need him to, to rush the passer, and they are starting the season against a division opponent in the Atlanta Falcons who are getting a lot of love here to start the season when it comes to that division. But uh, while a we know a lot of love, <laughs> whether it's right or wrong, a lot of love, it's happening. Um, but let's stick with defense because yesterday we started kind of going through our season-long predictions for these awards markets. We got through MVP. We got through Offensive Player of the Year. But let's kick it off here with Defensive Player of the Year. Michael, who do you think is going to walk away with that hardware come the end of the season you know um i'm going micah parsons i i think he you know he's the favorite but i also think in that scheme he's so good and i think he wants to raise his level of play because he knows jerry's there watching and jerry's going to pay him and if jerry's going to pay him he's going to pay for excellence and i really really believe that i think he will uh he will play as well as he could play, and and this defense has to. We're not sure about the Cowboys, what they're going to look like on offense. Defensively, they're multiple, and I think he'll play really well. Yeah, and I mean, he has shown time in and time out that he is one of the best defensive players in the league. Maybe this is the year he gets over the hump and has the full numbers and still so early in his career too i'm sure everybody at home is like okay stormy just hit me with your nick bosa pick 12 to 1 no um i'm not doing that actually because another guy dealing with a contract holdout here and remember earlier this offseason michael when his teammate debo samuel was talking about how awful mm-hmm. he felt last year was. And he felt going through the contract negotiations and having that back and forth really deterred his performance. I hope that that's not the case for Nick Bosa, but it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence in wanting to bet somebody for defensive player of the year, knowing what I know from some other players who have felt like that's hindered their season. I went Miles Garrett eight to one. So I also went chalk, um, I, I will say, but... Earlier this offseason, when Miles Garrett was asked about some of his goals and how many sacks he realistically thought he could get, he said 20. And I know that's ambitious, obviously, but I think it's doable. And It is doable. It's, right? We play 17 games, right? We don't play 14. We play 17. 
No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's doable. I like that his defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, wants to be aggressive, wants to get those guys off the edge, utilize the guys up front in an aggressive manner. And you have what we both presume is an offense that's going to play a little bit better this year, maybe not be as tired with the defense on the field like crazy, free him up to get after the quarterback. I'm, I went with Miles Garrett. I think that defense is going to be pretty good this year, and he's going to lead the way. I like the pick, and can I add a little bit more to support your pick? I think when Bosa's deal gets done and some of these other deals get done, I think they're going to have to go back in and redo Miles Garrett's deal, <laughs> right? And I think he's going to prove that he belongs in the same class as Micah and Bosa, and I'm 8 to $9 million below it. No, 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 no. I need to get paid. I think that's another motivating factor. Yes, any of those guys that are playing for contracts, I think, are always good uh, investments. Chris Jones, by the way, since we're talking about these holdouts, even with him not being available here week one, and we're not sure for how long this holdout's going to continue, he is still top eight in terms of the odds board, 25 to one, where his number sits for defensive player of the year. Let's go to some of these rookie of the year awards and let's stick with defense might as well. Uh, Houston's number three overall pick. Will Anderson is a four to one favorite followed by Eagles D lineman, seven to one shot. Jalen Carter atop that odds board for this award. You know, you need flash. You need some big sack numbers or interceptions. What name drew your eye? I thought Jalen Carter, because I think he's really a dominant player. You could see his dominance this summer. And he's on a team that has a really good defensive front. So he's going to get single block quite a bit. You know, whereas when you look at Will Anderson at 4-1, to one, you know, not that I think Will Anderson is going to command double teams, because I'm not sure he's a blue-chip player like the media's made him out to be yet. He might get there, but it's not. it hasn't showed up on the tape. And so I think Carter, it has. He was the best defensive player in the draft. Now, there were issues why he didn't go number one overall. We understand those things. But that being said, he's on a team where he isn't going to be doubled. You, you know, you're going to have to handle Riddick. You're going to have to handle a, a sweat. These mm-hmm. other players on their team are really good. It's the strength of the Eagles. They got 60 sacks last year out of the 70 from their defensive front. And nothing has changed. I mean, the benefit that the Eagles have defensively is the front. Mm-hmm. And it's allowed the back to get paid. I promise you, if Slay or Bradbury were on teams that didn't have this pass rush, they wouldn't have got the money they got. Maybe Baltimore was going to play Slay and Philly jumped back in on it. But there was a reason Philly cut the contract originally. And so he's a good player, but he's really benefited by this pass rush. And Carter's going to add to it. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with the Jalen Carter pick. And the only thing that I had that made me kind of wonder about it, because he was my number two selection here um, when I was kind of going through. I ended up taking a shot with somebody with longer odds for fun here. But he, I, I just wasn't sure the number of snaps that we could count on for him. And the last defensive tackle to win the award was Aaron Donald. And that would be a pretty good person to be compared to. Um, but that was in 2014. I went with, and I said I took a shot, Michael, Joey Porter Jr., 25 to one with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a second round pick for the team this year in which was an absolute steal. In my opinion, had first round grades, first round talent. And it's another position, like I mentioned, that has the opportunity for some of those splash plays, interceptions, forced fumbles. He's shown a nose for the ball here in the preseason tough division. When it comes to some of the wide receiver rooms, he's going to go against, which means uh, yeah, there's an opportunity he could get roasted, but there's an opportunity that he could make some big plays on some big names as well. And obviously he got the name recognition factor with his dad. So uh, it's a shot. It's a 25 to one no, play for a, a reason, shot, but, but I kind of like it. 
Well, I mean, I, th- I thought about Christian Gonzalez, too, yeah. because I think it, when you ever get a corner who's got good ball skills like Porter, like Gonzalez, and you've got a good pass rush like Pittsburgh, like New England, th- there could be plays to be made. And what, what the Steelers do, the way they play their coverages, the way they handle it, you know, if the pressure's there, he can squat on throws, he can make plays. It's a little bit like Philadelphia. They rely on their front to do the damage for the back end, and they can do it. So I, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. It, 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 one thing about the Porter, Porter getting drafted by Pittsburgh w- was the one place he needed to go. It was the perfect fit for his skill set. Everybody in the first round was ex- kind of expecting them to go there when he didn't, thought that they might miss the opportunity, end up getting him early in the second. Um, so happy that that worked out for everybody involved. As it pertains to the award itself, last year, Sauce Gardner wins it, Marshawn Lattimore in 2017. So that is a position in the secondary we know can win the award. But it does typically go to, to your point with Jalen Carter or anybody out there who has Will Anderson, typically goes to the top rookie pass rusher. It's, it's more common... Michael, and you can tell me if you agree with this, but it feels more common for a rookie to be able to get 10-plus sacks than, you know, six interceptions. Yes, you know, it is because it's hard. You know, first of all, they play defense for a reason because they can't catch. (laughs) Yes. That's always like the top thing when you talk to coaches. You're like, yeah, he's not a wide receiver for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, and you know, but again, one (laughs) thing you have to understand you, when you play a lot of zone like the Jets play, you get interceptions. When you play a lot of bump and run, man, it's hard to get it because you're, you're, not, you're not looking at the ball. Yeah, we'll, we'll close out some of these awards markets tomorrow. We'll do Offensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player as well. But for now, Pamela Maldonado is going to join us next, get into some college football plays when we come back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The best Thursday of the year is coming up, and it's all about NFL opening night. Football is back, people, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait till kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VEGAS. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks. That's code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We're so excited for football, and we're so excited to welcome in our next guest to the program, Pamela Maldonado, the newest member of our VSIN family, host of Live Bet Saturday. Saturdays from noon to 4 Eastern, as well as the College Football Lines Revealed show Sunday from 1 to 3 Eastern alongside JVT. And you wouldn't guess, based on looking at you right now, Pam, that you are fresh <laughs> from a 20-hour drive from Texas to Vegas and literally no warmer welcome than your AC going out day one. <laughs> welcome to oh Vegas. Wow. Yes, I, I have hit the ground running from a 20-hour drive from Austin to Vegas. I got here. The apartment that I'm staying at has no AC, but we grinding. It is grind season. We've got football. <laughs> there are worse things to happen to me, so I'm still very excited and very grateful to be here. <laughs> well, let's start out with you wanted to talk about what were your takeaways from week one in college football? For me, I was impressed with some of the great quarterbacking play outside of the Colorado win. What did you take away from that? What you saw over the weekend? 
it's going to take me a few weeks to get adjusted. I think the transfer portal for college has really changed the atmosphere of the college football spectrum. Um, there's a lot of players that have, there's so many changes between personnel of coaching and players, new quarterbacks. There's a lot of turnover this season. So as confident as I like to be entering week one, I was very much less so this time because I need time to adjust and see what is what, who what offensive strengths they have, what defensive weaknesses there are. But yeah, Colorado is the biggest story of the game. Um, Big 12, I'm I'm still waiting as a Big 12 truther. I'm still waiting to be impressed with Quinn Ewers. <laughs> Just, I'm hanging around waiting for the time to come. I don't think it's going to happen this week, but <laughs> I mean, there's still a lot of storylines to look forward to. Yeah, and he's certainly going to have a, a big test, as you kind of referenced there a moment ago, taking on Alabama this week. After what happened last year, you feel for him having the injury um, before that game played out, they end up losing by one. But uh, one of my big takeaways, too, to Michael's point about quarterbacks was the Pac-12 going out with a bang. And now we see USC got a couple wins under their belt, high-scoring performances. Caleb Williams has been tremendous. They're taking on a significantly lesser than opponent in Stanford here to get set for their third game of the season. The win total, Pam, I mean, the, the, the total for the game, rather, set at 70 and you actually think this thing could go over. Talk me through it. Well, you're getting one point of line value right off the bat because the line opened 71. I liked the over on 71. So, yes, give me 70. <laughs> you mentioned Caleb Williams, Trojans quarterback. How does he not win the Heisman this year? Every year, every game, I'm impressed with him. 72% completion, four touchdowns, zero interceptions in that season opener. But it's not just the passing game that the USC has. They have a trio of running backs that can also do damage on the ground. Austin Jones, he had two rushing scores himself. But this offensive power is not atypical for USC. Last year, we saw it. They went 11-3 and to the over, led the FBS in the over record, top five in points per game, first in points per play, top 10 in red zone scores. All of that can absolutely be repeat this year, and it's going to continue this week because Stanford is a less, you mentioned, a less than stellar team. They allowed 355 passing yards and three passing scores to Hawaii. That is a one-dimensional pass-only offense. And Williams and company, they're absolutely going to get theirs. And because the defense is not great for the Trojans, they don't need to be because they have an offensive powers that can just overpower any opponent. Stanford will be able to put enough to get this total to the over of 70. Yeah. How about Coastal Carolina went out to UCLA and got beat, you know, played a competitive game. We saw Dante Moore, the young quarterback from Detroit, come in and play well. But they mm -hmm. now they play Jacksonville State, and you're on Jacksonville State? I do. I love me my underdogs, and Jacksonville State is catching 13 on the road. The Gamecocks are being undervalued, in my opinion, because they're a first year in the FBS team. Um, they had 208 rushing yards in a 17-14 win over UTEP, which many people were on UTEP that week. But the Gamecocks, they forced three turnovers in that game, two of which were interceptions. And I love Grayson McCall and the Chanticleers. This offense is typically, more often than not, really fun to watch. But McCall is coming off a two-thrown interception game after throwing just two interceptions last year. I think the problem for the Chanticleers this year could be the offensive line. They've had some turnover in that aspect. They allowed four sacks last week. And Javille State, they racked up five sacks in two games. So I think the Jacksonville State is going to be able to keep play keep away on the ground and with a solid defense, keep this within 13.
And, and two wins for Jacksonville State coming into this week uh, as they get into FBS. Rich Rod, we know how he is as an offensive coach. So I, I like that perspective there with the plus 13, plus 13 and a half. How about this North Texas FIU game? Uh, another team that got lit up by a Pac-12 squad last week, which we saw kind of over and over again. But it was an uphill battle for North Texas against Cal. Now laying 12 and a half points against FIU. What are you looking at? So we have a really small sample size of week one, right? That's really all we have to go off of. And so I'm going off of exactly that. The Panthers, they seem to appear to have an offensive strength in its run game. They have a sophomore, Shamari Lawrence, who had 140 rushing yards against La Tech back in week one. That was just over nine yards per carry. Now, granted, one of those was a big, like, 60-yard chunk, but he does have his explosiveness to him, and he knows how to... He, what I loved about that play specifically is that he really did just, like, pause, step back, and then pushed right on through that wall. So he has the sensibility to wait for... to read defenses. But the main green, they have a weakness against the run based off of a one-game sample size. They allowed 357 rushing yards to Cal. UNT allowed eight touchdowns in that game, and six of them were rushing scores. So I like the matchup automatically of a run game versus run defense, and you're catching 12 and a half to a home team. I actually really do like the plus 375 money line as well, um, but I'm going to be a little conservative and take the points. <laughs> All right, let's switch to the NFL. C.J. Stroud's first start, tough one. Got to go into Baltimore, tough place to play against the Raven team, which is usually really good, not played under center much, hasn't looked great in the preseason, but that's not going to deter you. You're going to take the Texans and the 10. Tell us your thought process. I like the what the uh, what I like about the defense for CJ Stroud specifically. He had really good ball protection in his college career. He had only 12 interceptions his entire college career. And the Ravens last year had one of the worst sack percentages in the league. They were fifth worst for quarterback pressures. So I think that we could potentially see Stroud right out of the gate have at least a decent sized game. And it's week one. These are not teams that are going to go full out. We've seen that the Texans do have an ability in its run game with Damian Pierce. So it's about keeping that ground game down on the ground, holding the ball, keeping it away from the Ravens, who, let's be honest, have a lot of question marks. And we saw them last year. Um, they had a few, more than a few of their wins. Only a handful were only by double-digit spreads. And you never back. You will not win in the NFL taking a double-digit favorite. <laughs> so back the underdog plus 10. You are also looking at this Dolphins-Chargers game that uh, has a relatively high total sitting at 51, but because these two offenses, we expect to be high-powered, right, with everything on the outside that we know the Miami Dolphins have and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and then the Chargers on, on their side with Justin Herbert and new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, who we expect to light it up a little bit. Yet you're looking under this total. What gave you that, that mindset that this could be an under game? When people look over, I look under. I do like the under in 51. Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, he had some regression late last year. He, in his final five games, he was throwing for 61% completion or lower. Now, how much of that was contributed by some of his injuries that he sustained? But Or it could also be that the defense were starting to pick up on this offense. He even had a 36.5% completion against the Chargers in early December. I do believe that the Chargers do have a good defense, though it is lack at times, but they were 12th last year in sack percentage. And at least for week one, what intrigues me is that we are getting a fully healthy Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That is a duo threat of edge rushers that can absolutely do some damage or at least threaten Tungavailoa. The defense limited opponent scoring last year. They were 12th best in red zone scoring percentage. So I think with the defense in the down in the red zone and having two of the best pass rushers in the league, 
against a very vulnerable tongue of a lower quarterback. Um, yeah, I like the Chargers to continue with the defensive stride and keep this under 51. Great stuff, Pamela, Pam. we got one minute to go. Yeah. We have, well, go ahead, Stormy. I was going to ask you real quick. You like the Eagles for everything, huh? You're going all in on Philly. I do, because the Eagles, in order to win a Super Bowl, you have to have either an elite offensive line, an elite defense, or an elite quarterback. And the Eagles, I hate to say it because I was not on this train last year. I'm on the Eagles train this year. They have the best offensive line in the league. They were first on pro football focus rankings. Even after losing one starter, the defense, I talked about loving a pass rush. You'll always hear that from me. They have Hassan Reddick, who had the second most sacks last year, and they had they were the only team with four players that had at least 40 quarterback pressures. So they have two of those three, those three, two of those three things that I mentioned. I'm still not entirely convinced on the Jalen Hurts hype, but I do believe that this is the most complete team in the NFL, and they have a pretty easy schedule. So you will see them make a deep run again. Eagles plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. Pam, great stuff. Stay cool, girl. Get that Thanks, AC Pam. going. <laughs> That's Pam Maldonado, newest member of our VEASAN family. Check her out on Live Bet Saturday and the College Lines Revealed show every Sunday. We'll be right back closing things out on the Lombardi line with Why Not Wednesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Remember, everybody, we're getting set for the NFL to officially kick off tomorrow. Now's the time to get our updated NFL betting guide. Throughout this entire preseason, our experts have been reevaluating every team to try to give you the best betting edge. The updated guide has picks from every on-air host for season win totals and more team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19, or you can save 50% off that monthly price with an annual subscription bet smarter all year long sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe and and one more reminder today as well when you do that 
annual subscription and you throw in the promo code Lombardi, you're also going to get a copy of Michael's new book, Football Done Right. So all good things happening here at VSIN, Michael. And uh, time to wrap up the show here. I know everybody's excited for Thursday Night Football coming up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But the injury to Travis Kelsey, I think, has put a little bit of a damper on things, which leads us to our pro tip of the show. We do these these every single day here at the network. But it's not only quarterbacks who move lines. And this Travis Kelsey injury is great evidence of that. We've seen the number go from six and a half to four and a half. And betters need to keep an eye on anything that you hear from reporters, from Twitter every now and then, even if it's just an injury concern with some of these top guys, because it can make the difference on the, the, on the spread and on numbers here. Yeah, and, and I think, again, not the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So we know there are other players. When you have a number one receiver, he can move the line, right? We we know that, especially when the receiving core in Kansas City is a little bit depleted. You know, if Jamar Chase misses, they still have T. Huggins and Tyler Boyd. He may not move the line as much because there's other options. But when you look at this chief without Kelsey as the receiver, could it, Tony? Yeah, Kadarius. Sly more. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. And so I think this is why the line's moving and it kind of evens the game a little bit. And that's when listening to programs like ours, because as the news broke yesterday, we told people immediately, Michael, you said, if you want the Lions, take that six and a half now because it's going away. And it did with the two-point swing. So just stay up on news as best you can to be able to act on information um, before some of those things do change. That's our recent pro tip of the day. You can find it at vcin.com searchable by sport and by show and we're going to wrap things up here today with our weekly edition of why not wednesday michael because there are always some underdog numbers that sometimes make you say okay what a joke i'm not betting that but sometimes sometimes michael (laughs) makes you say why not so let's get into it and let's start with that thursday night football game when you look at the lions money line yes it is down from plus 210 to plus 170 but is it a little attractive? Does it make you potentially want to say, eh, why not? Maybe they could get it done knowing there's no Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones. I, I, I don't trust it. I really don't. I, I know this is a significant injury. <clears throat> and I know that my eyes have told me the Chiefs offense didn't look in rhythm this summer. But I still think they can get ready for the game. I'm not sold on the Detroit as being this unbelievable team. Remember, this is a team we talk about Kelsey missing the game. But remember, this team gave up 350 yards to the Carolina Panthers on the ground. Not that Andy Reid's going to run at that much time, but he might be able to. So I, 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 to me, Thursday nights are stay away. I'm not a big proponent of it because it's so hard to predict the short week, all those things. Andy Reid's good in openers. We know the Lions are good in openers. They've scored a lot of points in the last two openers against San Francisco and against Philadelphia. So we know they can move the ball against good defenses. But this one, without Chris Jones, it's very tempting to take the Lions. I'd probably just stay away. Yeah, we're, we're so excited for football. I feel like everybody wants action, but you don't have to force it either. Uh, let's keep going down the line here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're getting just over two to one in Minnesota against the Vikings. You know, I'm high on Minnesota this year. I mean, not high, but I don't, th- I think they're going to go over their season win total. So high to an extent, but a lot of people out there pointing to regression, pointing to those one score games and the luck that they had a season ago. Does it make you look at Tampa Bay and say, Hey, anything can happen week one. I like that money line. Yeah. No, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, know if I yeah, would do that. No, I, I would no, say no, no, no. <laughs> But here's what I would say about this game. No one's betting. No one is betting uh, 
Minnesota at all in this. I mean, Minnesota is getting no love in the marketplace, which is somewhat surprising because I think the line, it opened at seven. And, you know, now we're, what, at five and a half, six mostly? You know, there's some five and a halfs out there if you want them. But they're mostly six. You know, to me, I, I, I think it's too much. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I think that's my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. And not that I trust Minnesota's defense, but I trust Brian Flores to know how to rush Baker Mayfield. And I think that hurts the Tampa offense. We know Pam was willing to take the double-digit dog in Houston against the Ravens week one. What about a money line option? Could it happen? Could you say why not at a plus 360 price? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. I mean, look, here's the problem, though. Houston doesn't even know who – I mean, they asked uh, they asked Amika Ryans yesterday who was the starting offensive line, and he – well, we're going to find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't even know. He's going to – on the road. Look, here's what – I'll say this repeatedly – all year, bad lines don't travel. And I'm not saying Houston's a bad line, but the depth of their line right now might be bad because it's taxed. They've got a lot of guys that are hurt. And so they're bringing guys in off the street. You know, they, they, they lost their starting center. You know, they, they lost their starting guard. Tyrus Howard's not going to play. I mean, they could end up with Kendrick Green inside, Patterson, their six-round pick, and Shaq Mason. Is that good enough to win on the road? I don't know. And they only have they only have eight offensive linemen, and that counts Josh Jones, who they just traded for. Yeah, it doesn't look to be a, a very uh, high-flying season for the Houston Texans, hence the double-digit spread even out the gate. Total in that one sitting 44. Let's switch gears to the college game. Nebraska and Colorado are going head-to-head this week, Michael. Don't know if you heard. You know, Colorado kind of had a big weekend, kind of had a big win over a team that played for a national championship last year. A lot of hype on this team, so much so that we saw the spread go from Nebraska, a minus eight and a half point favorite on the look ahead line, to now they're a three point underdog, getting plus 136 on the money line. Have things gone maybe a little bit too far? Could you say yeah. why not and take that plus money price on Nebraska? I would. I mean, I think what Harry said is true. I'm not down on Nebraska, I'm not down on Colorado. But I also think that when everybody's thinking alike, no one's thinking. And everybody's thinking Colorado. All of a sudden, Colorado is back. Look, Colorado, there's tape on them, right? We know they're a good team. We know they have great skill players. But the way TCU played defense in that game was atrocious. And I I don't know why we keep, especially in college, where there's graduation and there's transfers, why do we keep talking as if this is the same team that went to the national championship game last year? Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not. They're not even close to it, right? So, look, they've got a lot of good players. I don't know how good they are on defense because I thought TCU was going to score at the end of that game. Not that Jeff Sims played well for Nebraska, turned the ball over three times, two times. And they were really bad turnovers in the mm-hmm. red zone, which cost them. But I think he'll run the ball more in this game. So I would take Nebraska in the points here. And Nebraska's defense didn't look bad either, that that opening game. I think there is something to be said, Michael, when you look at our VEASAN betting splits page and 92% of the handle, 93% of the money is back in Colorado with the spread here, and we've still seen it stick at that three. And this is one of those games that has taken a lot of bets early. It's along with two other NFL games, the highest amount of handle that we've seen come in on games this week. Top three with the NFL opening week, I think that's significant. So um, just food for thought there. I'm staying away. And we'll close it out on on Colorado. Might as well, Michael, because 
I feel like I just need to see more. The one game sample size isn't enough for me. You're pulling a Femi. You're pulling a Femi. You need to see more. I need to see more. No. Look what you've done. You've done this to your co-hosts, okay? This is you, I think. No, it's not me. It's not me. You need to see more. I get this case. I mean, Femi needs to see more on Barry Sanders. Now, that's a different case. <laughs> no, but when it comes to Colorado, it was an incredible performance. Shador Sanders, yeah. 510 yards, the touchdown production, Travis Hunter. He Shador is getting the ball out to four 100-yard receivers in a day. There is a lot right. of weaponry that they have, but it's one game. And right. this is still a team that was predicted to, like, it would be a great season if they won more than three games. Look, I, I agree with you. We need to see more, right? And we we don't even know how we don't even know if TCU is any good. We keep talking about being the national championship. That's not the case. Look, everybody's seen what 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 Colorado can do, mm-hmm. and they've got great players. They got great skill, but people are going to defend them, and they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be look. We're not shooting a Hollywood movie here. It's not going to be just all roses, and all of a sudden there's a national championship in Boulder. No, no. Let's stop that for a moment, please. And they've been having everybody pat them on the back all week long, tell them how great no they are. Question. Like, I, that's something that would concern me a little bit. Um, yep. it, everybody's back in Colorado uh, from the public perspective, and you see that sharp money on Nebraska. That's going to be a fun one just to watch and analyze from our perspective. That's a wrap on today's edition of the Lombardi Line on VEASAN. Coming up on DraftKings Network, you'll get Pablo Torre. If you're watching here on VEASAN or YouTube TV, sharp money is next. Don't go anywhere. Great stuff, as always. Michael, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Stormy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.